0: Bob McNair is getting inducted to the Texans' Ring of Honor on October 6th, 2019. The late founder, chairman, and CEO of the franchise loved his team. This is a short story, though, about how he got it. With a few exceptions, the sound you'll hear from McNair on this podcast was recorded at his home in Houston in the spring of 2018. A few clips of him speaking were from the day the franchise was awarded in 1999. We hope you enjoy it.
1: I really did it as a civic effort. Some people say it's a sort of David and Goliath uh, uh, battle. Uh, We don't like to think of Houston, the fourth largest city in the nation, as David. People were asking the question, what's wrong with Houston? I got tired of hearing that. That's really what motivated me to to try to do something.
0: What were you doing in early October of 1999? J.J. Watt was a 10-year-old in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Deshaun Watson? was four, growing up in Georgia. The top song in the country was Heartbreaker, a Mariah Carey collaboration with Jay-Z, while the movie Double Jeopardy, starring Ashley Judd and Tommy Lee Jones, was winning at the box office. There was no NFL team in Houston. The Oilers had packed up and left after the 96 season. So the city was in the middle of its third straight autumn without a team to cheer. But on October 6th of that year, everything changed. And it did so because of Bob McNair but first we've got to rewind a little bit before the run and shoot days of the late 80s and early 90s and well before love you blue in the 70s it's the early 1960s and McNair is a young businessman who's been in town for just a few years he was an Oilers fan you
1: know, I remember going to the first Oilers game over in Jefferson Stadium and they were playing on a clay field I don't know if there was a blade of grass on that field it was It was bad. (laughs) I knew a couple of the players, and I mean, you could holler to them, and they'd holler back. I mean, they'd hear you, (laughs) because there weren't that many other people out there.
0: Those early Oilers won a pair of AFL championships. And in the late 1970s, the steel curtain of Pittsburgh was the only thing that kept them from the Super Bowl. A decade later, they'd stockpile talent on those run and shoot teams, but ultimately come up short creatively and in heartbreaking fashion again and again and again. Bud Adams took the team to Tennessee after the 1996 season wrapped, but he did not kill the NFL football dreams of Houston and Bob McNair. McNair had become a billionaire in the 1990s when he sold his company, Cogen, to Enron. But he wasn't new to the scene, to the powers that be in the NFL.
1: I used to go to the games with Bud Adams and sit in his suite and the commissioner would come down occasionally, and when he did, Bud would sit him next to me. So I knew Tagliboo, and I'd met some of the other owners. I had the political backing of the community, and I felt that I had a good opportunity to put together a plan that would lead to a stadium that would be acceptable, and I knew that I would be acceptable because I I knew these folks, and they knew me, and I had the financial resources
0: to do it. But doing it was easier said than done. Standing in the way was the second largest city in the country, a place that lost not one, but two NFL teams two years before Houston did. Los Angeles was the competition, if you want to call it that.
1: The unfortunate thing, but not surprising, was that uh, the league really favored Los Angeles. It was really not a fair competition. You know, it was a bigger TV market. They could make it happen there. That's what they wanted to do. It was an uphill battle, and that was just another instance of being the underdog. I've been the underdog most of my life. That didn't faze me.
0: The NFL desperately wanted a team there, and it gave the city every chance it could to make it happen. But McNair? was patient.
1: The NFL would say to those seeking the franchise, you have to have your plan in for the stadium and the financial plan. Everything's got to be in place by a certain date. And we'd get to that date. We had it. They wouldn't. They'd extend the date. They'd say, well, we're going to move this out, give them another 90 days or whatever. And they did that, I think, twice. And I finally told Tagliboo, I said, Paul, look, either we're going to have a firm date and it's a drop-dead deal, or I'm out of here. I'm, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna hang around if you keep doing this They set a date for like July 30th they awarded the franchise to Los Angeles on a contingency basis and they gave them another 30 days to finalize their deal and so as we left the meeting uh, the media all you know hit me and said well how do you feel now that you've lost I said well we haven't lost and Say, oh, yeah, you've, you've lost. You know, it's going to Los Angeles. I said, I don't think so. And they said, well, why is that? I said, they'll never get their deal put together. And then when that happens, it automatically goes to us. It's already been approved that way. So I feel good. I'm just waiting for the 30 days to expire.
0: It was October 5th, and the Houston sports media was already there in Atlanta covering the Astros and Braves in the playoffs. But the possibility of pro football coming back to town. a lot of people excited here's a snip from channel 2's newscast the night before
1: in just a matter of hours we should know if houston is getting the 32nd nfl franchise
0: our big story tonight houston's nfl shot after three hours of meetings league owners started the countdown clock for a critical decision that may hinge on a proposal by houston businessman bob mcnair
1: we're happy to have the opportunity to uh to hopefully bring this to a conclusion We've been working on it a long time, and uh, so we're we're ready for some decisions. We'd like to
0: see that happen.
1: Tonight, all the NFL will say is that McNair's proposal is impressive and that they are confident a decision will be made tomorrow.
0: When McNair embarked on the journey to get a pro franchise, he had an idea of what it might cost. (laughs) That idea turned out to be a little bit low.
1: And It was interesting because when I first started on that trip, Bud said, this probably cost three hundred million billion. So I said, okay, well, at this point we were at 600 okay? I had determined that 650 was it. I was not going to pay more than 650
0: After that, he met with a pair of owners. One of them was Carolina's Jerry Richardson, who explained the situation to McNair.
1: We're not going to get it approved uh, unless we Get it 700 million that way each team was getting a payment of like five million a year for like two or three years i said well there's no way i can justify it and he said well what if we let you pay for it over three years so i said thinking about time value money and i said well that helps and but that's not enough he said well what if we give you a super bowl so i said okay and that's what nailed the deal
0: and the deal met houston was back in the NFL we can say Houston again Absolutely, Houston (laughs) we do not have a problem anymore (laughs) we do not have a problem finally we get a 32nd football team of the National Football League and that's where we start our news NFL Commissioner Paul Tagliabue laid out the reasons McNair and Houston got a franchise
1: I think the uh, key thing was uh, both the quality of the stadium the fan interest uh, in uh, the NFL uh, in Texas and the quality of the ownership uh, in Bob McNair.
0: Dallas Cowboys owner Jerry Jones was glad to have a football team south down I-45 once again.
1: They were determined to have that NFL team and have this expansion franchise come to Houston. I'm really, uh, uh, I'm glad that they were rewarded. We've done our due diligence, we've done our homework, everything is in place and it became obvious I think to everyone that, uh, that this was just a very solid proposal.
0: Steve Patterson, who would ultimately be a Senior Vice President and Chief Development Officer for the team in the early days, was a part of that crew back in 99 that helped McNair land the expansion franchise. He was ecstatic after the news was announced.
1: And I think it's really a great story about uh, dreaming great dreams and pulling them off. Uh, A lot of people didn't think we'd do it, but we did. Houston is a first class major league city and I think it's important that uh, that we have the major league sports there and, and to not have the NFL there. Uh, It was just something that was unacceptable to me, and I'm happy to say that 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 condition is not going to exist for much longer. And I'm proud of Houston, and I know that it'll be a great showcase for the NFL.
0: McNair and company left Atlanta and quickly got to work on getting set for opening day, which was just a bit less than three years away in 2002. They still had to name the team, give it some colors, uniforms, assemble a personnel and business staff, acquire players, had a stadium and practice facility built amongst other things. But in the end, the man who described himself as an underdog was an underdog no more. Bob McNair brought NFL football back to the city of Houston.